Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. Hey guys, uh, Terry and Donnie here. Jacob isn't joining me like usual. Uh, He's on vacation with uh, his family. And uh, so today uh, we have Donnie from the team, uh, Teen Financial Freedom team, uh, joining me. And today we'll be talking a little bit about um, two books or maybe even three books. Like We'll see. We'll see. There's, there's several books I'm reading all at once right now. And there's just been some really interesting antidotes and lessons I've been learning from them and even applying to myself recently. And so I thought I would share them with Donnie and with you. And uh, Donnie will be kind of be serving as, I guess, you, the audience, and you know, asking questions or butting it if I'm not making sense and you know, all that stuff, all the good stuff. Getting right into it, the the two or three books I was reading recently, uh, well, first off, one was called Principles or Life and Work Principles by Ray Dalio, but I already talked not too long ago about Dalio's book Principles in a previous episode, so I won't hash, I won't go over that uh, too much today. But the other two books I wanted to hit in particular were The Motivation Myth and the, atom- the book uh, Atomic Habits. The Motivation Myth was by a guy named Jeff Hayden, I believe, and Atomic Habits by James Clear. Both of them, great books, highly, rec- highly recommend them. Um, but more in particular, today I wanted to talk about the source of motivation. And if we have time, maybe even the source of like, um, say success or how to make progress, tangible daily progress. Because um, that was something I just started getting into um, in both books. Now, I'll preface this by saying that I haven't finished Atomic Habits or The Motivation Myth as I just started both of them just recently. Um, one of them was I started like two or three days ago. So I'm only a few chapters in and I'm sure there's several key lessons or like key points they've each made that I probably won't talk about here because I haven't read them yet. Um, if I did read both books, I could probably turn this episode into like a hour and a half of me <laughs> talking on and on and on. So maybe it's good. We just keep it short. And uh, with the first few chapters here, but with all that said, I'll I'll get into the the first point. So in the book, the motivation myth, Jeff Hayden, the author, talks about the true source of motivation, and this is something I really struggled with because, as a guy who's been in the entrepreneurship, personal finance space for four or five years now, um, somewhere around there, um, I, I set lots of goals for myself. I have lots of to do lists. I have lots of tasks. I've read plenty of productivity blog posts and podcasts and books and all those things. And so a lot like there's there's quite a few days when I feel a lot of imposter syndrome of how have I been in this space so long and yet I'm not a billionaire or Jeff Bezos or like, you know, ultra productive or whatever. Um, and that's frustrating. And I think a lot of it comes from my misconceptions about motivation and how to make true progress towards one's goals. And so these books have been really helped me solve that. And in Jeff Hayden's book, he talks about the true source of motivation does not come before working, but it comes after. Um, there's been plenty of times when I, and he talks about many others, um, will sit around just kind of waiting for motivation to strike them like a lightning bolt. Um, to, you know, there's been plenty of times when I've been sitting on the couch, just kind of on my phone, wasting two, three hours doing quite literally nothing. And then all of a sudden, motivation will just like come out of nowhere. And I'm like, all right. You know, that's enough procrastination. I'm going to go do something, just do anything. And so I'll get up and I'll go write a blog post or read a chapter of a book. 
Um, but I am well aware that's incredibly inefficient because not only does is the motivation temporary, um, but it makes no sense to waste three, four, five hours a day just to get 30 minutes of solid work done. Um, so he talks all about in the first few chapters of his book, The Motivation Myth, that waiting for motivation to start, it's like just hit you so you get things done, um, makes no sense. And then in fact, motivation comes from after doing the work or while you're doing it. So for example, and here's where I'm gonna tie in a little bit of Atomic Habits. Uh, in Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about how when you are creating a new habit that you want to stick to, make it so ridiculously easy, you can't say no. Um, let's give an example here. If you wanted to start a push-up habit, um, you wouldn't start by saying, all right, I'm going to do 10 to 50 push-ups a day, you know, what, whatever your big goal is. Even though, yes, ideally, you would want to get to the point where you're doing like 50 push-ups a day, that's not where you'll start. Because while you might have the motivation to do it for, for the first one, two, or three days, by the fourth or fifth day, something comes up or you're tired and you just don't feel like doing it. 50 push-ups seems like a huge amount. Um, and, and Jeff Hayden, his book, talks about how if you have a goal, like getting 50 push-ups done per day, um, you're, you're basically just relying on, and you're starting from zero. That's, that's important. If you're starting from zero, going to 50 um, you're basically just relying on motivation to carry you through that. Um, and that's and that's not very efficient or effective. So what you should do is start by saying, all right, my goal is I'm going to get one push-up done per day. If I get just one push-up done per day, then that's success. Um, that's, that's a successful day. Um, and so you'll wake up in the morning. It might be the fourth, fifth, sixth day. You don't have much energy. Um, but the idea of just getting one push-up done is so easy. You, you just can't say no. There's like no way you can't do one pushup. It takes like four seconds. Right. And according to Jeff's, uh, Jeff Hayden's book, um, motivation comes from after doing that pushup, you'll get down, you'll do a pushup and you'll get up and you'll be like, Hey, I did it. You know, today's a, today is a success. I did my pushup. I completed my goal. There we go. And while you're still on your knees, you might be like, well, now that I'm here, maybe I'll do one more. How about I do two or three or four or five pushups? And so then you'll have done 12 pushups um, for the day. And while it might not have reached your, your end goal, um, that was 12 pushups, 12 times the amount you committed to. And that's where motivation comes in. That's where it kicks in. It sees you making progress and it's like, good job, we're winning. Um, and that's, I know that sounds kind of a little cheesy and it's a little, I'm not leaving it on a great note here because I haven't finished the whole book. So I'm not sure where um, Jeff is going to take it in the rest of the book. Um, but essentially all that blabbing to say, um, to kind of help you and especially me, because this is something I've been struggling with for quite a while that waiting around and sitting around, um, isn't efficient. That's not a way to get work done, but instead you should just commit to getting something so ridiculously simple and small and easy done that it kickstarts, um, the rest of your work. So once you take the first step, you kind of realize, ah, you know, that wasn't that bad. You know, even though you might've been procrastinating and writing a school paper all day, if you just commit to writing the first two sentences, as soon as you got those two sentences done, you're already there, you're warmed up, you start writing a little bit more. And by the time you're halfway into it, you realize all along it was bigger in your head um, than you, like you were making it much bigger in your head than in reality than it was. So I know I talked quite a bit there, um, but Donnie, do you have any um, thoughts or even personal, I guess, 
antidotes or examples? I mean, yeah, that, make, that makes like a lot of sense because like if I try, if I tell myself that I have to write like a whole blog in a day, I'm probably not going to do it and I'm going to procrastinate for like a whole week. But if I start out by like writing one, well, one section of the blog, then I'll probably, I probably will do it. And then I'll get the motivation to like write another section. So yeah, that works. Like it actually works and you should try it out. So yeah, it will help like with your productivity a lot. So try it out. For sure. And actually, let me pull up. I know you guys on the podcast can't see this. Um, I'm on a Zoom call with Donnie, so she will be able to. But on, this, on the back of this envelope here, um, I have this like to-do list written out. And there's a bunch of stuff that I needed to get done. And actually a couple of days here before my next accountability call with Jacob. Uh, and when I look at this wit list, I'm like overwhelmed. One of the items is finish the book principles. Uh, another one of the items is signing up for some college classes and ordering my textbooks and finishing a couple blog posts for the blog. When I look at those, it's like overwhelming and I'll procrastinate by, you know, playing 30 minutes of Clash of Clans or going to get a bite to eat or playing with the dogs, you know, just doing something to kind of put it off because I'm like, in my head, this is just so much work and I'm, I'm avoiding it. And so last night um, I tried to apply what I had learned from the two books I'm reading right now and instead set a process for myself that when I wake up, um, I'll have just five things I'm going to do. And if I can complete those five things, then the day's a success. Uh, let me pull them up real quick and I'll read them and give you guys an example. So here is a real life example of me trying to apply this. So I told myself, um, I gave myself like a little, I don't know, a challenge per se. And this was actually just created last night. So it's brand new and I'm still working through it. But uh, here it is. So I told myself I would wake up today um, i made this last night. So I would wake up today and I would read one page from a book, any book, just read one page and um, do a little bit of studying for, for school and do one push up. do, sorry, not do, uh, write one sentence for the blog and spend one ultra focused minute on my biggest frog. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but that comes from another book called uh, eat that frog or eat your frog or something. It's about tackling the biggest, ugliest task of the day. Um, and as you see, those are just five simple habits. And the reason I picked five was because I'm a pretty simple guy and I can't remember things. So I was like, Hey, I got five fingers in one hand. I can remember that. So I picked five and then made it um, each task with starting with one. It's like reading one page, writing one sentence, spending one minute on my hardest task of the day. Um, so after I'm done these you know, this podcast recording here, um, I'll be hopping off and hitting that list there and starting with just the one small step. And hopefully if, if the theory is right and the books are right and I'm understanding it all correctly, that'll propel me into getting, you know, taking the second step and the third step and the fourth step. And then I'll have half a blog post done and a chapter of a book done and, you know, 15 push-ups done, who knows? So plenty of, you know, little examples in there and talked quite a bit. I know Jacob isn't here, but if he were here, then I'm pretty sure he would say that like something that he does is do his Google calendar and like mm -hmm. schedule time blocks of the day to do certain stuff. And I think that's helped him a lot. And I didn't try that out yet, but I think I will try it out because mm -hmm. it seems like efficient, you know, to like schedule like one hour to like write half a blog or something, any example you could use, but yeah. I have to say Jacob was also the one who introduced me to using Google calendar as a means for, you know, kind of planning out my day. 
Um, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't used it much throughout the summer when I really just haven't had much on the calendar calendar to do. Um, but throughout the school year, it was incredibly helpful putting all my classes on there and then seeing what my classes were and then fitting in times for like blogging and um, working out or doing some other things. Um, so it's the Google Calendar. I know it sounds funny and it's like, yeah, calendar. That's like budgeting. Ew. But no, to be honest, it is really useful. So yeah. I would also highly recommend that. But anyways, I don't want to take up uh, too much time here. I know I haven't finished the book. So I think that's the gist of the principles and lessons I've learned from the two books so far. Donnie, do you have any other thoughts or questions? I think I'm good for now. All righty. Well, with that, I'll go ahead and wrap up this um, podcast here. Hopefully half of that made sense. I don't know if it did or not, because <laughs> I'm still learning it myself. Uh, but that's basically the gist of the couple of books I've been reading recently. And um, with that, we'll go and wrap up and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it.